This is the WZ Podcast with J-Rod here, the lead at WrestleZone's very own podcast of anything from professional wrestling, from AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. Folks, I want to say I'm very sorry for those. I know I say that I normally do the podcast on Sundays, but however... Certain situations took place. I mean, certain pay-per-views I had to watch. But the most important thing I had to do, uh, my mother was very ill. She was very sick for a while. But in case anybody needs to know, she's doing way better than she was before. If you guys wondering, no, it's not COVID-19. But it it was an infection. But she got rid of it. She's 100% better now. And thank God I get to do this podcast I don't know if I'll be doing it again on Sunday, but if I do, I'll probably do it anyway because, like I always say, what the hell. Now, there were certain things I wanted to talk about, some old news. Now, if you guys remember what happened All Out, All Out was one of the most spectacular pay-per-views of the year. One of the best ones ever. However, there was a warning that came from none other than WWE legend and Hall of Famer Mick Foley. Mick Foley gave a warning on his social media towards about that this could be a problem for WWE. Now, he has nothing against WWE or AEW, but he's seeing the bigger picture here. He's seeing that because of the way WWE has been operating in who knows how long, is the reason AEW has been winning not only the Wednesday Night War, but many people are preferring AEW more than WWE. Now, for all you WWE loyalists out there, I'm going to say this once. Shut the F up about it. So, the reason is this. Mick Foley is starting to see that AEW is now the destinational point for many wrestlers they, where they want to go. Now, before AEW ever existed, WWE has always been the destination where every wrestler's dreams. However, things don't normally turn out that way for many examples. Now, if you guys don't know what I'm referring to, I'll tell you what I'm referring to. Sammy Guevara is amongst one of those wrestlers that his dream was to go to WWE, but he did go to the tryout, but however, they cut him out because he wasn't good enough. But I like to say this. What the fuck? Look at him now. He's a huge star in AEW WWE. You just let him slip out of your fingers because you didn't think he was good enough. But, And I did confess to many people about this in, in, in person. I always did believe that Sammy Guevara was going to end up in AEW once it was announced. And I even told him this uh, when I DM'd him on, on Instagram. But it turned out that way. Many wrestlers are like that. And not to mention, we've seen wrestlers who didn't get a good uh, start in, in WWE or NXT. You know, like... Uh, Malika Black is one of those guys. Uh, Punk is there now. Uh, FTR, you know, many wrestlers who, who want it out because they're seeing WWE is not being the promotion that was supposed to have their backs. Some wrestlers were able to be pushed. Others were put to the side. Others just didn't have anything creative for them. It became like a whirlwind um, spin on this one. And the reason that happened is, I always say this too many times. 
WWE picks wrestlers they, they think is a draw rather than listen what the fans want. And that's one of the, the reasons AEW exists. They give the fans what they want. I mean, look, for two years, AEW has expected, fans had expected AEW to have CM Punk. In the first All Out show, everybody expected CM Punk. And then, of course, we saw the chants on WWE during a Raw show. They chant for CM Punk. But later when they, Rampage debuted, had their episode the following day, the following week after the first day, that was the day where we saw it became the destination. And that's what I've been noticing because it's now becoming a destination. Now we're seeing wrestlers who want to go there. There's wrestlers who say their dreams is to go to AW now because they're giving them a much wider platform. They're giving them great creative control. They're not calling the wrestlers who are in dark um, development. They're calling them enhancement. These are wrestlers that are still on the learning curve, giving them, like, get, getting their feet wet just a little bit, you know, getting a little bit of exposure so we can see them on YouTube, you know? And that's one of the things we like about AEW. They, not to mention... Uh, that's why AEW exists. And, of course, Mick Foley is telling them, keep this up. No one would want to go to WWE, and he's and he's partially right. It's going to happen. But, of course, WWE are not happy with, Vince, with Mick Foley giving this warning. I mean, look, I understand you can get upset, but you guys, WWE needs to face reality. They are no longer being the top promotion as they supposed to be. Look what just recently happened with Bianca Belair. She just dropped the title very quickly to Becky Lynch. Now, I have no problems with Becky Lynch, but I do have a problem how they're booking their wrestlers. And that's the problem. You know? You want to build good stories, good matches, but WWCs don't give a damn. They just give what they think is the right way to make a draw. And that's a bit of a problem, but I don't blame Bianca Belair or Becky Lynch for this. It's the decisions being made by the officials on whoever's making the bookings. That's who's at fault here. If it's Vince, Vince, you screwed yourself big time. Now, speaking of former WWE superstars, news just went around. Bobby Fish is back. Uh, if you guys are probably wondering, uh, didn't he supposed to get a 90-day no-compete clause? Uh, no, he has a 30-day because that's the NXT stars normally have a 30-day non-compete clause. And he was released in one of the recent releases of NXT stars. Um, he just put out his, his Pro Wrestling Tees uh, shirts already out on sale. But the greatest news came around. He is now going to – he just signed a uh, – he just signed a deal with Major League Wrestling, and I have to say I am very happy for him. I, I, I have to say great choice of him, it, and of course his debut will be on October 2nd for Fightland. Now, some of you are saying, why did they release Bobby Fish? The reason is this. Um, you probably would say age is just a number, but Bobby Fish is 44 years old, 
and they're taking that like we don't want a guy in that age we want a younger guy that's the reason wwe let him go because of it i can say it's hogwash as much as we want i mean look jericho he's i think he's in his late 40s early 50s i don't know but he's in good shape and they're still allowing him to wrestle we got even sting who's in the 60s and paul white dustin rhodes these are wrestlers still in good shape i mean they are they ignoring that i'm like i don't know but bobby fish i have to say great choice i can't wait to see what he can do in the ring in mlw i hope he does some great things for them now if you guys know this or not recently aew dark is now being filmed at newbridge studios a lot of tapings took place for two days now however they're going to do these tapings every one once or twice a month and they'll put them out on their youtube channel they're like uh they've already been taped but they haven't been scheduled yet but this is taking place at the soundstage uh, studio the same place where they had the uh impact with the impact zone so now they're calling it the aew dark zone and recent news came around former nxt stars or w, uh, just uh, recently, or WWE stars made their recent appearances and these tapings. And I also found out from a source of uh, a middleman who has information coming. He said that AEW Dark is paying these wrestlers, the ones who are coming to Dark, the ones who are supposed to lose their matches, way better than NXT. I'm like, wow, that is interesting. But however, that's not important. Here are the ones who showed up. We got Anthony Green, who was known as August Gray. Uh, Stallion Rogers, who we know him as Kurt Stallion. Santana Garrett. Adrian Jaude, known as Atua Ruas. And then, of course, Anthony Gr Henry, who we know him as Asher Hale. Now, I am happy to, to see these guys are back in the ring. I know Anthony Green has made appearances at certain promotions. Uh, G, like Black Label Pro, and I think he did a uh, Freelance Underground, if I'm not mistaken. But it's great to see them. Um, Stalin Rogers, he recently made his appearances at um, AEW and Black Label Pro. And I think GCW too. So it's great to see them back in the independence. And then Santana Garrett, well, I haven't seen much of her, but... It's great to see her back. As for Atur Rujas, Adrian Jaude, I haven't seen him much. But Anthony Henry, a.k.a. Asher Hill, I'm, I'm very stoked. I can't wait to see when they display these guys on AEW Dark. I just can't wait to see what they're going to pull off for these guys. Uh, I think there's going to be... I, I'm just happy, you know, that these guys are getting to do stuff. Now, the exciting news came around this coming Monday, this past Monday on Raw. We have a brand new WWE champion, Big E. Now, there was a talks about this with Big E about who is he going to cash the, 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 the briefcase to?
is it going to be the WWE Championship? What, who was uh, who was hold by now former Bobby Lashley or the Universal title? But I did like the teases that I, I saw clips of where he was telling Paul Heyman what he was planning to do. And I think that kind of played the trick. But I think... In certain experts or analysts or like fans who just take wild guesses, that I think Biggie made the right choice and challenging for the WWE title. I think this is one of those moments that it felt just right because the thing is this. I think I feel with the Universal title, I think they're maybe planning things with, uh, of course, with Finn Balor and of course the whole thing with Brock Lesnar, and I don't know. I just feel that's probably the reason he, he didn't get it. But going with Raw was way more better because it felt more natural. And not to mention, he gets to reunite with with New Day. I'm just happy that that happened. And I know many fans. But despite the fact that Raw got the lowest ratings that night, I have to say the only moment was, of course, Big E winning the title. And I think it was the greatest moment even Fan wrestlers from both sides, from AEW, WWE, congratulate, including the independents. But there was one person that reminded him. There was one person that would have been so proud of him and very happy. And Stu Grayson reminded of that person. If you guys don't know who I'm referring to, the late Brody Lee. If you guys remember or not, Brody Lee and, and Big E were good friends and of course Big E was along with Cody who had to tell Brody Lee Jr. aka Negative One about what happened to their dad and I, I know uh, Negative One is proud of him that he's now a champion and all of that and I think that's great thing and you know I think there's some good moments I've seen clips of these but seeing um, Big E win it felt just great you know i think it felt natural i think it's just felt great to see him do this because i think many fans have expected to see him maybe win the wwe title first it was kofi and now it's biggie all right moving on Now, speaking of former WWE talent, especially from the NXT, it's now been reported that Jake Atlas is stepping away from wrestling. This was a bit of surprise to me. I did not expect it. I was fully aware that he actually was released from WWE in one of the recent releases for the NXT brand. Uh, he made appearances at GCW. I'm not sure if he made appearances for AEW. But I was but he did talk about how WWE has these mental health programs down there and he said that they didn't help him a lot. Now, he's not stepping away because he's hurt. He's not stepping away because he was not being paid. He is stepping away because he's dealing with his mental health issues. And there has been a lot of things that happened to him, especially when he contracted COVID from what I'm understanding. 
there's a lot of things that took place in it, and I don't blame them. And for many people who don't understand, mental health is no fucking joke. Trust me, it's not a joke. One of my friends, she lost her husband through mental health. Leaving behind, not only her, but their daughter who was four years old at the time. And I think she should be five or six. But it's not a joke. And I, w I would like to say for Jake, you take care of yourself, Jake. And that's most important. I know that you've been dealing with a whole lot for two years while you were in WWE. But I feel that he's doing the right choice. Not because it's the right one. Right one for for us or for what I say. It's more, it's what he needs to do. You see, it's not an easy thing for someone like Jake to do, but it's also the right choice. And we don't want to see him go through any problems or anything that it's causing him to go mental issues. And that's, that's okay. You know why? Because he needs to get better. We don't know if down the line he'll come back into the wrestling world and take the wrestling world by storm once again and i mean we don't know that that's still like an an untold book that's not written yet but at some point we will see him again right now he's not accepting any bookings he's not accepting any interviews so that's pretty much it on jake atlas and take good care of yourself buddy uh hopefully one day we get to see you back in the wrestling ring better than ever but right now take care of yourself your health and all of us will be praying for you <sighs> okay as you know this past tuesday a rebrand of nxt or as they're calling it nxt 2.0 just made its debut now, I'm not going to go in order how this, but I'm going to go from what's my favorite from top to bottom. I think my favorite moment is the wedding. Now, if you guys see weddings in wrestling, you know perfectly well nothing goes according to plan. Look what happened with Stephanie and Triple and. Uh, test the whole thing with her marrying Triple H. And then look at what happened with uh, Chelsea Green, who had a different name, was marrying uh, Dennis Saxton, who later dumped her for Allie. And look what happened to Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. So every wedding had a disaster every single time. Oh, and I forgot Johnny Bravo and Rosemary. I forgot about that, too. But however, this particular wedding was not a disaster, but it was full of comedy. And I think I like it because you had like the most strangest couple getting married. I think the, the funniest thing is Austin Theory shows up. He had the rings. And the real question is, who the hell had the rings? And it turned out it had to be, it was Icamanjero. Inca Manjaro is still wearing his wrestling gear and that jacket, and he had the rings in there. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. But I think my, the best funny moment is when the priest says, 
if anybody objects to these unholy, these two to be unholy married or whatever, speak now and forever hold your peace. Everybody, with the exception of the Garganos, the bridesmaids, and the groomsmen, they all did not raise their hands. They, but Dexter Loomis, in the other hand, had a axe in his coat. And when everybody saw that, they all immediately just put their hands down, and they're scared of him. And, of course, Johnny's like, serves you right. Serves you right. That's what you get. <laughs> and, of course, out of nowhere, Dexter Loomis put the priest in the silencer. And, of course, they had to find someone, and they all voted for Real and Regal. But, of course, it had to be her to continue the wedding. It was Beth Phoenix. Beth said that she knew something like this was going to happen. So she went online and got ordained. But I think the biggest surprise, I think this is the top of all of the parts of this wedding. That was the surprise. We all know Dexter Loomis as a character. He doesn't talk. He talks through his drawings. But when he was, about, when he was saying the words... When he first said, I, and then you can hear the commentary like, <gasps> they're all grasped, like they can't believe what they're hearing. And of course, the reaction from everybody at the wedding, they were like, what? And then of course, I do. And I think that shows, oh my God, he can actually talk now. And I have to say, it was pretty good. The wedding was good. Now, I know some of you say, but we could have waited a disaster. But I think they want to go on more with the story between Indy and Dexter. I think they want to make it more fascinating. Try to keep the fan base going to see what fans would say. But right now, my curiosity is, how's their honeymoon going to be like? That's going to be the most interesting thought. And I hope they post this on NXT. I don't know why. I would love to see that. Now, the next thing <coughs> regarding NXT 2.0 is the vacant NXT title. As you know, Samoa Joe this past Saturday had the, to relinquish the title due to an injury, which it was an undisclosed injury. And later, it was supposed to be a number one contender match between Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, LA Knight, and of course, uh, what's his name, Tommaso Ciampa. But later, it could by William Regal, the I think on Monday or something, uh, said that the match is going to be for the championship for the vacant title, and I thought it was okay. I, I can live with that. And however, later we saw Kyle O'Reilly was beat up by both Pete Dunne and Holland Ridge, Rich Holland, but Regal did not take that too kindly and decided to add another person, the person who found him, found Kyle O'Reilly, and that is Von Wagner. And I think. Some people say, but why did you put a new guy? I think they're trying to get him to have his feet wet. More like, get a bit of the experience. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think that's the idea. But of course, it was still op un uh, unhinged. Like, who was going to win the title? Now, I think many fans would want to see Tommaso Ciampa because his obsession with Goldie. And it played out 
very well with that. But what I did like about it is him winning it for a third time, I think. So it's a great moment. But however, the real question is who will be the lucky guy to, um, how do I say, to challenge him for the NXT title? That is still an open question, but we'll find out this coming Tuesday, or we already have. Right after the wedding, we saw Tommaso Ciampa have a little chit-chat with the newcomer, Braun Breakman. Now, if you guys don't know who is it, who is he, his real name is Rex Reinsteiner, who is the son of Rick Steiner and the nephew of Scott Steiner. He is now part of NXT. I have to say, uh, he he does have a little bit of features of both his dad and his uncle, you know. But this is the most bullshit part that bothers me about WWE. It was just told today. They don't want the commentators to mention who Braun Breaker it really is. They don't want the entire WWE Universe to acknowledge Braun Breakerman is the son of Rick Steiner. Bullshit! Bullshit! WWE are not allowing that to happen. You know who would do it? AEW. They would do it. But I think it's bullshit that they don't want to acknowledge it. But I don't know why. They do this every single time with wrestlers. They don't talk about their past, about their independence, who, who they've been wrestling with. Um, I mean, that's something we have been aware of, but it's messed up. But what do I think about this, you know? I say it's messed up they didn't do that. Braun Breakerman, he, he'll do good, but I wish he could have kept the name Steiner. It would have been fun. But I know that WWE, especially Vince and Triple H, had their issues with Scott, uh, with Braun's uncle, Scott Steiner, in the past. But we'll see what happens then. Now, as you know, NXT 2.0 is being produced by Vince McMahon. And that's why many people said on social media, rest in peace, NXT. Same old bullshit is now in NXT. If you guys don't know where I'm referring to, I'm talking about the infamous Ripped the Script. Yes, you heard me right. If you guys know this or not, Vince had a tendency to rip the script every single time when a show is on. He did that with Raw many occasions. There were reports about that. And that kind of put me like, what the fuck? And now he's doing it again in the NXT. I have to say, that is so fucked up. This is one of those moments that kind of says, here we go again. Same shit, but at a new uh, brand. That is one of the things that kind of make me think, all right, all right, makes perfect sense. But... I mean, I'm sick and tired of this whole thing with Vince. I mean, I have a feeling that he, somewhere down the line, NXT's going to fall apart. I'm still going to support it. But if things get out of hand, like not doing exactly if it's the same repeat as Raw, then forget it. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm done investing on NXT. 
Now, the final thing I want to talk about is the latest segment that came out on AEW Dynamite. Daniel Bryanson and Kenny Omega. Now, this is the best segment I've seen so far on AEW Dynamite. This is not about the title. It's about a dream match that many fans had asked for. Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryanson. The best bout machine, a.k.a. the cleaner, taking on the American Dragon. How good can this get? Ask yourself. But what I like about this is how we know Don Callis talks too much. And my God, Brian actually told him to shut up. And he told him to shut up, you piece of shit. That kind of got me like, wow. I can't believe what I'm hearing. And then he goes off saying something that kind of fits into telling the story. He's saying, I heard stories about you, Kenny. I heard how stories you are about how good you are. But I don't see that. All I see is you hanging out with a bunch of goofy characters. And of course, that kind of offended Kenny. And then... He's saying that he's allowing Don Callis to speak for him. But the one thing that kind of went in, he says, there are rumors about you saying you lost a step, that you lost touch. But he's like, no, I don't think that's what it is. I think you just lost your balls. And I'm like, holy shit. That is the classic a moment I've ever witnessed in my entire life. It was telling the truth. Brian Daniels is not here for a title. He's coming here to challenge the man that we all know. The man that we talk about. Kenny Omega. The best bout machine. The god of pro wrestling. That is what we wanted to see. He's saying I want that guy. Not the arrogant ass who's been hanging out with the Stooges. So I think that kind of plays out in, in its own way. Now, we could see a title shot with both Brian Danielson and Kenny down the line. But right now, this is just a dream match that we definitely got to see. And it's going to happen in the upcoming Dynamite show at Ash, Arthur Ashe Stadium on the 22nd of September. I'm down to see it. I'm happy. I'm really I'm excited. I say, let's rock and roll. I'm going to get all my popcorn and soda ready for this. Now, I hope everybody enjoys this episode. I really am sorry that I couldn't do it sooner. I had to take care of some things. But for now, I'm going to end it right here for all of you. Don't know if I'm going to be able to do this this Sunday. But if I do, I'll be. it's going to be a fun time. But for now, I'll see you guys in the next DWZ time. Same DWZ channel. I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. Mwah! And have a nice day. Bang!